0: Just josting around a special episode. Our guest today, Cameron Longston. Um, Hey, hey. I I love, we have very different things going on in our lives right now, and I can tell you're (laughs) surrounded by plants Mm -hmm. eating what looks to be a poke bowl, but I'm making an aggressive leap.
1: Um, I mean, it's salmon and broccoli and rice. Kind of. Some edamame, yeah, I guess, yeah.
0: Some edamame, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also thought about bringing food on, um, but I am gonna have to get groceries or something delivered.
1: I'm gonna put something. it away. I'm gonna put. I have to have no. something, but I'm gonna put it away.
0: You have okay. No valid. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still <laughs> stuck on. So you can change. Uh, we're using Streamyard for listeners that are. Uh, we're not in the studio today. Everyone is remote. This is the first time just jostling around has been done this way. Um, my background right now is a snowmobile accident. Um, well, it, not a snowmobile, it's but it. Snowmobile. Accident- <laughs> <laughs> There's no snowmobile, but <laughs> it's uh, it's to insinuate that I. Oh, well, okay. I started to leave to come to Omaha and my car got stuck on the way out of my neighborhood. And then I was like, I just started texting grace. Like I, it's not going to happen. Or well, I called grace. I was like, it's not going to happen. And then I, turned went to McDonald's got a hot chocolate went home. So you made it to
1: <laughs> it wasn't, the it trip wasn't up that... is like 10 more trips to McDonald's. That's it. Mom, <laughs> you should have left that out. You better cut it.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not cutting it. Because I I live I live criminally close to a McDonald's.
1: <laughs> right and an street. interstate.
0: Yeah, I know. But it, I just wasn't going to cut it. And my friends were sending me updates of like the interstate and just being like, you're not going to make it. And I don't think i would have and i had to cancel um coming into the office and also my musical bingo tonight so
1: yeah and it's better to be safe i'd rather you be safe than like the people in the photo that you have as your background
0: yeah um you can play around with your backgrounds on here which is cool um i'm gonna try not to get too distracted by it so we're gonna go to something more tame Hmm. yeah I know I I'm I'm what really did private about you pick that. D- I, yes, I pick. Oh, I did didn't you pick download this. Download that, is, or is that an option? This this was just an option for me, um, inspired by my actual house. I'm doing okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is silly. Um, no, I'm gonna change it to the background of what I actually want to get into right now, which is oh my god, hold on, everyone, pause for a second. Um, unrelated
1: normal background she's showing her actual background now (laughs) it's very nice it's a very nice background
0: thank you I'm in my second bedroom that I don't use um (laughs) this is the background that I want this is what I want to talk about
1: you want to talk about was that the golden globes yes great
0: i'm sorry it's i do not want to talk about the golden globes
1: i want to talk about whatever you want it's your show i'm a guest
0: see people always say that but this is everyone's show this is the people's show this Ah. is community yeah i'm a people pleaser and that's what we do here okay um but no the golden globes because it's all over my tiktok right now and i uh I don't know. I haven't been able to pick that many people's brains about it because it just happened.
1: What's your TikTok say? I would guess that we, I would guess our social media feeds probably have a lot of comedy overlap, right? Like there's comedy overlap. But I would also guess just like on our personal, like the, the personal parts of ourselves, there's not overlap. And maybe even comedically, we might have different people taking having different takes on the whole situation. So what's your algo saying?
0: So algorithm is hate Joe Joe Coy. hate him, hate everything. Mm-hmm. Bad he did bad, and to be honest, mm-hmm. so the, the main the main qualms being the Taylor Swift joke and the joke that was made about Barbie. I guess he had there were other jokes that were made. Yeah, but I'm gonna say. I did not like. I didn't like it, but what I didn't like, I didn't like the Barbie joke the most.
1: That's because it was a lame joke. It was
0: not good. It I did not like, think it was good. Ew!
1: What? This is bad, Joe.
0: What are we doing, yes. Joe? Yes. Yeah, that I. Was not good. I've seen. I've seen Joe Coy. Like I. I considered myself a Joe Coy fan.
1: Yeah, you should. You should. Joe Coy is a good comedian.
0: But that was. Um, it was tough. Yeah. Was but hard. I didn't think the Taylor Swift joke was that bad.
1: <clears throat> I have no comments about the Taylor Taylor Swift joke. Oh,
0: why? Why?
1: Because I want a career. Okay. I can't have them coming for me.
0: No. Who's
1: I want to live.
0: Who is they? You know who? I won't even You're say that. You're in their the names. Illuminati. Oh, my I won't gosh. not say their names. No. They're, I'm sorry. It's
1: worse than the Illuminati. The Illuminati. When I tell you right now that I believe that Swifties could topple the Illuminati, I think they could do it. I think they could do it. I think if anybody (laughs) could do it, it's them. I don't think, I think the Illuminati is, it's tough to beat. It's tough to beat the Illuminati.
0: You're not getting Uh, out of it. Yeah.
1: But I think the Swifties, I think the Swifties could do it. It's like. They're powerful. Illuminati versus Scientology Versus the Swifties, and the Swifties are on top. That's mm-hmm. just how it goes. They're they're unmatched.
0: Yeah, we're not we're not beating them. I I mean, like I a friend recently. Actually, I'm gonna put her on blast. Lauren Vanna recently attacked a Swiftie on TikTok.
1: Bold, and- <laughs> bold.
0: I'm telling you, and so TikTok has
1: only made them stronger.
0: And they've got these cute little phrases that they could just they they I mean they just don't tell her I said this, but she's getting ate up.
1: They'll put a song lyric, just a title, just the title. They respond in titles of songs. Go to Joe Coy's Instagram right now. It's just Swifties (laughs) commenting the title of a song, and it's got like twelve thousand likes. And they're like, "Goodbye, Joe Coy. Goodbye for forever." Here's what I will say. Here's what I will say. I do think there are there are a lot of my initial react because I didn't watch, I didn't watch a lot of the Golden Globes. I missed the monologue, and normally if I miss mm-hmm. the monologue and I'm an award show, I don't you know. There's not much else I care about. I can read the results. Um, but obviously sometimes there's stuff that comes up. But the first thing I saw was somebody shared a TikTok where somebody was complaining about Joe Coy, and immediately I was on the defensive. Because their whole thing was, I don't know who he is. I don't know who he is. Who is him? Ended his career. Started his career. Ended his career in the same night. All this it's like- and and I will tell you right now, that's that's racism. That's 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 white girls who didn't know that Joe Coy has been putting Filipino people on, has been putting Asian Americans on for decades. Like Joe Coy has been that dude for a long time and so i was like immediately turned i was like no not here for it don't like it hate this tiktok don't like this video crying foul i was like immediately my defenses were up and then i heard the barbie joke and i was like actually nah that sucked yeah that was bad and i hate that that was not good that was bad and um and then like you know there's a lot of other he bombed he's a comic that bombed And he bombed, and he did the things that you shouldn't do when you bomb, which is blame the audience, turn on the audience. He he freaking um, threw his writers under the bus. Like, comic to comic, I want to support Joe Coy. But it's those things that really, and I think the Taylor Swift joke would have been better received if he had been doing well besides it. Well, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you can't be bombing, be relatively unknown to white mainstream America, and attack the Swifties. That's a bad it's a combination. Bad, it's
0: not it's a good bad combination, reason. Joe. You I just didn't I, do it, Joe. Well, like, it didn't. I don't. Yeah, play. I had no idea that he was even. Well, I guess it wasn't. He he wasn't technically like in the runs. He, uh, Uh, So, I read this article, I guess he went on, like, the news station or whatever, and was saying, like, no one else wanted to do this job. Like,
1: that... Why? Why do you think?
0: (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I don't know if it's, like... Yeah, I don't know if it was maybe... I I, I don't know if that crowd was from... I felt like Joe Coy has been very... It was popular, but maybe that's just me being dumb and in my own world, but... So, in the comedy
1: world, we know who he is. I will also say I watched his movie Easter Sunday, and I loved mm-hmm. he put so many Filipino in them. I'm not I'm not Filipino, but I love Filipinos, and I love mm-hmm. seeing Filipino people get put on. I watched mm-hmm. Easter Sunday, ton of Filipino people in it. Um, Eugene Cordero was in it, who is great. He's been in Loki, like he's Joe Coy has been putting yeah. people on. But at the same time, you know, Easter Sunday was kind of you know it was not a great movie either. Like he's not had a good time crossing over into the mainstream, and unfortunately, yeah. I just don't think he's gonna. He'll always, you know, he's still gonna do arenas. He's coming to our area yep. in March, and that arena will be sold out.
0: And he, I mean, I will say there, like the last time, because it's I'm, they, I think they changed. It. It's like Liberty Trust Arena or something, but it was like Ross Arena. Yep. yep. And he's he came there before, like maybe what two years ago, and I went and saw him and i had a good time i always i've liked joe Koy. i was uh partially raised by a filipino i had a filipino nanny so whenever oh, okay. he talks about his mom i just remember i don't know it just it, it connects
1: yeah but yeah it's great
0: he's just he's great but it but was
1: yeah. it was so it was uh it was tough the barbie, and jo- <laughs> the barbie joke was so
0: and the pants to the people listening that was also that was. That's
1: tough. just rude, though. Do you, That's also do you think rude. That they
0: put a laugh track over. That was another thing that I saw people criticizing Maybe. was that they that it sounded Maybe. like they were sweetening the. But
1: the I laughs. don't. But I don't care about that. Here's what I'll tell you, just from editing clips and like watching social media and stuff. Like it's it it's hard to capture the laughter of a room. Like when they film specials, you have to mic the audience in very specific ways in order to get the audio from the room. So it's hard. I don't blame Mm -hmm. people for that. The same way I don't blame people for like lip syncing or what. I don't care. I don't care. I went and watched the Taylor Swift movie. Here's what I'll say about Taylor Swift. I went and watched the Taylor Swift movie. It was great. It was very good. I, I didn't I don't know Taylor Swift. Well, I don't know her music at all. I went with some friends that love Taylor Swift and and I wanted to see the Beyonce movie and they were coming mm-hmm. out in the same year. And I didn't think it would be fair to my friends who love Taylor Swift to have a conversation where we talk about the two movies together and not have seen or known. the So I went to the Taylor Swift movie and I'm watching it. And the thing I find most impressive is she's in front of, you know, 20,000 people. She's singing her heart out. She's playing music. She's the only person up there. And she is so Mm -hmm. in control. Like, she's so poised and in control. And as I'm sitting there watching to myself, I'm thinking, I don't care if she's lip syncing. Like, I don't think she is. I I think she's singing. But if she she was, I don't care. Why not? There's 20,000 people there. I don't want to hear you mess up a single half of a syllable. Yeah. You can't, but she's not shaking. She's unflappable, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And she's not doing a ton of dancing or anything, but I mean, she's, you know, she's, but she's still unflappable. And I think that's very impressive. But if she's lip syncing or if any celebrity is lip syncing while, you know, they're doing SNL or they're performing mm-hmm. live shows or yeah, all that stuff, I, it, it
0: That's it fine. Was, uh, I don't care.
1: And if they sweeten the audience for award shows, I also don't care.
0: Valid. don't care. There was a lot of, I don't know, she's like, she's newer to me, but she's really popular right now. Her name's Tate McRae, but she was like getting a lot of flack because she's like, so she's like a dancer. And so Mm -hmm. she's like dancing and she's got this thing. And so a lot of it, it's a lot of it's just like the pre-recorded track playing and not really her singing because she's dancing. Right. And I, and if you're not
1: Beyonce, then, you know, I don't hold you to those, you know, we can't all be Beyonce. Yeah. No, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And then people, people say like
1: dance and sing. Yeah. But Beyonce can. So, you know.
0: Yeah. And, not a lot of people I feel like go to bat for Beyonce anymore.
1: They should so, because she's literally unmatched. I saw her there movie, was... I cried. I That's cried. I cried character. in the first 2 minutes. I was just, because because if Beyonce can be everything,
0: <sighs> we
1: can be anything. <laughs> yeah. is what I'm telling you. Like Beyonce, <laughs> there's a reason that Beyonce is, you know, and she's a billionaire. She's whatever. And she's got a yes, team yes. and she's got all this, but Beyonce represents so much that hasn't been represented. And Beyonce doesn't represent me. She doesn't, she's not me. I don't see myself in Beyonce, but I see the beauty of possibility for Beyonce, Mm -hmm. like the the Beyonce could do it. The people that she inspires, the people that are around me, the people that are at the show, they're weeping, they're in tears and they're moved because it's like, if Beyonce is everything, we can be anything. And
0: that's all I'm saying. that's... That's all I'm saying. That's such a bar. That's such a bar.
1: Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift is great. Taylor Swift is Taylor Swift. She's great. She's the top of the game. She's mm-hmm. been at it for a long time. You know, she's yeah. whatever. <clears throat> you know, I don't, I don't watch Taylor. I'm not inspired by Taylor Swift. I'm impressed mm-hmm. by Taylor Swift. I, I'm like, yes. oh yes, what you have done and what you have accomplished is very good. You're great. Cool. But she's but she is not beyond. She's not doing what I, I don't wanna. I'm gonna get I don't I'm already I don't wanna go. I don't wanna go there.
0: You're in a safe place for these. I I this is safe. I agree. This no is safe. No, this is yeah. Let me change my background. <laughs> let, me, let me make this a safe place again. Because right now, this is not safe. This is safe now. Now we're safe. This feels like you're gonna visit your grandma at the care center. This yeah, is, this is safe. Um, but they're gonna bring eight
1: year olds in to play on that piano. They're gonna play on little that piano. Sad renditions of Up on the Housetop. Up, up, up. <laughs>
0: that's great oh my gosh um so i don't know i i heard i saw you on facebook reaching out asking people if they had seen the cat williams interview yeah i would like to discuss i will say i've only seen an hour and 40 something minutes of it but i feel like i saw the rest of it on tiktok there yeah. was no clip that I saw that was the same twice. Um, yeah, there's a lot to unpack.
1: <laughs> I think I think similar to the Taylor Swift thing, it's like the Taylor Swift conversation is not for is not for me to to weigh to weigh in on necessarily, mm. and the Cat Williams thing is not for me to weigh in on necessarily. But I am interested in the dialogue because the parts mm-hmm. of both that bleed into what we do specifically is all about it's about comedy you know what i mean mm-hmm. so there's some my my things that i i watched the whole cat williams thing the things that i took away from the cat williams thing were that he said some really brilliant things about words he said some really brilliant things about comedy writing that i think that for anybody we could be really inspired by like so for when it comes to like words like you know shannon sharp asked him a question like uh You know, do you think Eddie Murphy or Richard Pryor could make the jokes that they can make today? And he said no. He's like, they couldn't Mm -hmm. make the jokes today. They couldn't do that. And Shanna Sharp wanted to like really get you, get you with a gotcha, you you know. And I and you're at the open mics around here. You go to these shows around here. You know how these people feel about comedy and about words. Yeah. All these Joe Rogan experience fans and all everything that they have to say. And Cat Williams, I think, to me, put it put them perfectly in their place he said they just wouldn't tell those jokes today they wouldn't do it he's like and words evolve he said back then there are words we could say and now we can't say them anymore and then we Mm -hmm. found new words to use instead and today we have words that we can use and then one day we won't be able to use those words anymore and he said what i think all comedians should say which is but i am a person who makes their career out of understanding and using the language that we have and using words. And so I will just find a new way around it. I will just work harder or work, or, you know, mm-hmm. nobody says that. These Joe yeah. Rogan heads are not saying that. These Joe Correct. Rogan heads don't say, they say, well, I want to say, do what I want to say. Well, I, mm-hmm. I want to say the words. Shut up. Just. <laughs> Write better, be better. Yes. What are you talking about? Evolve, right grow, From change. your
0: own experience, <laughs> it's the same fucking
1: reason you wouldn't be writing G Willickers at the end because fucking words change and evolve, so you don't say stupid shit anymore. <laughs> that's what. What else do you need? That's yeah. It. I thought that was yeah. great, and so I thought that was yes. a really great point that Kat said, and then everything you said about writing. He said, "Look, I write my hours. I perform the hell out of them. Mm-hmm. I do all this stuff, and I think that's all." You know, I mean, I, I loved that. So my biggest takeaways yeah. from the whole cat thing, especially stuff has died down is like, you know, um, a lot of that conversation is not for me to weigh in on. But the parts that are that I think, you know, it's, it's about comedy and the same stuff with Joe Coy, the same stuff with Joe mm-hmm. Coy. Is like, what do we know about comedy? Well, read the room, man.
0: Yeah. Read the Fair room. Enough.
1: And I think that, you know, so these are the things I think that for both of those instances, that's what we should be taking away as comics Mm -hmm. as comics that we should be taking away different different people different demographics different you know you might take different parts of it but that's the stuff that we should be talking about and 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 i don't feel like comics are not talking about that stuff enough
0: no i yeah and i feel yeah i don't know i i just feel like i've been at war recently with i mean people that i don't know i don't know i don't know what to do except like whenever you, you get in spaces with other comics where you share ideas and so mm-hmm. when you start talking about jokes then that creates an opportunity to be like hey let's move away from th-. like I feel like that's the only way to like get around people like and to have those conversations but other than that it's just like they get on stage they say the bullshit and you're like there it is
1: <laughs> yeah you know but that's what what's hard about that is like they're so sensitive they're so sensitive about being told they can't say something
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it's like there's so much sh- there's so much stuff also we we're
0: not, it's like we're not asking we're maybe just maybe no more slurs maybe maybe yeah like, maybe um not using words of groups that you're not a part of or <laughs> like pick a
1: different subject yeah. matter you
0: have maybe talk inti- about yourself you have all of human existence to
1: talk about. Yes. Your experiences, other people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If you line up your set next to somebody else's set, I'm talking to these people, at, you know, mics and shows and stuff. If you line up these sets next to each other and you all pick the same stupid topics, mm-hmm. maybe you're not trying hard enough. Did you, you know? Because that's the yeah. other thing. Like the sad part about all of this is that it's become so hack. It's like Yes. Hack. It's yes. hack for y'all to be talking about half the stuff that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Shut mm-hmm. up. I... Move
0: on. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've never, and I, I, the comics that I admire in the scene and that I look up to and that I think are really funny, the same. I, it, it just never feel drawn because it's like not. It's just I don't know. Yeah. I, it's it's one of those things where I just feel like it's important in comedy to speak from your experience and I know I've like Zach Peterson has done like I the best with the writing workshops and like hmm. I guess coaching people through some of these like ideas where he's like all right if this is where we're going like how does it relate to you like just bringing it back to sometimes
1: I wish more people would listen to him
0: I know like, like I'm like, listen!
1: <laughs> patron saint that is zach peterson because he is out here yes trying. yes
0: he's yes.
1: trying he's like a kindergarten teacher it's yes like he's so ex-
0: gentle with them too
1: he's so gentle it is an exhausting job yes nobody wants to do it
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're not gonna listen to you anyway and yet every day he's still like okay carpet time you know what i mean like he's so, so just patient. someone
0: with this love of the game just and
1: listen and and yeah. I don't think and and I think there are other people that do a really good job of trying to lead by example you know what I mean like there are people that I think are writing and working from place like you know um, you know I love Tyler uh Walsh mm-hmm. and I think Tyler does a really good job of just like leading by example I think that mm-hmm. Lauren and Megan do a really good job of leading by example but you know I i um i'm just amazed i'm amazed that how many people can watch everything that's happening you watch the blowback that a joe coy gets you Mm -hmm. look at people say i don't like that you look around at the audience how come they're not paying attention when they're bombing because none of these comics are good not around here and and, you know, if you go to Austin and you see some of these people that are really kind of these edgelord comics, they were drawing these lords out of the Internet and out of these places mm-hmm. and, and they're being hyped up. Right. Yeah. So I could understand why, if you're a part of that group, why you think like, oh, I should keep doing this because this is what the people want. Mm-hmm. You have you have to do a deeper level of work to look at the audience and go, are these is this good like are these the people that i want hyping me is this how i want to be perceived but i don't think those people care because those people are still coming out but these motherfuckers are bombing
0: and it's like i also i mean i blame i blame a lot of people in this situation i feel like also for like local showrunners it's important to like there's people that are like enabling the bar like I don't know. I, I could honestly go into a full rant. Also, this maybe I'm this is just me on this. I feel like the double standard for like um like maybe you have a, a new guy versus like a new girl. Sorry to make it women versus men, but like a new guy coming in this stand-up is bombing and then like the the people will well the guys will accept him more, put him on, make sure he's getting booked on shows, whereas like the girl just stays like it is like it's it's very hard to progress. Whereas I feel like guys that are, I mean, consistently bombing, I've never seen them do well, are just getting, like, put on by the people around them. And I i don't, it really bothers me, and I don't understand it. Um, But yeah, I just feel like, if maybe there was people who wouldn't enable certain comics, i I, I don't know. Maybe there would be a little bit of an improvement, but... <laughs>
1: It's hard. I think that if you're in this scene or any smaller scene by comparison, the thing that, you know, what I talk about with some of like the veterans or people that do comedy in other cities and stuff is uh, th- there's no, it's hard to have accountability when it's so insular and it's small. So there's no like yeah. checks and balance system. You know Correct. what I mean? And, and there are multiple comedy scenes in larger cities. If you're in Austin or Chicago or Denver or New York or, you know, wherever there's different, there are different scenes. There are different groups. We have basically one small scene. We're in this one kind of melting pot together. And the difference is, is that we're, we're in, basically we're in this, yeah, like we're in like this hot melting pot, of what is predominantly Gross Grease oil right and it's Hot and if you try to drop a breath A drop of fresh water in that mug that Shit is gonna pop right out It's not gonna yeah. stay in the, you know Because it it's, it's not separated It doesn't have an opportunity to like Breathe and so it's really hard to sustain Truthfully I've talked With several people In the scene about how great it is that People like you and lauren and megan and some people like that are like hanging on so strong and like trying to create a new corner because in an ideal world that supports itself and i think that people like zach who have been showrunners, right Mm -hmm. try to support lots of people that are doing it well and do a good job but a lot of us don't run shows you know what i mean like i don't run a show and I, I don't want to run a show. It's too much fucking work. I, I, it's, I can't, and for what? For what payoff? But it is a service to the community. It's a service to yes. the community. And I feel bad yes. that I'm not a better, you know, servant of that of this community. But I have, you know, there were times when I was right here, I was running shows and doing stuff. But I also think mm-hmm. that when I first started comedy, there were more people trying to support better comedy. Better levels, yeah. of, higher levels of thinking, more diverse levels of thinking, more accepting places, more safer spaces. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that a space is safe. These dudes get so tripped up on, oh, it's a safe yeah. space. It's safe. Yeah, because nobody gives a fuck about you, the comedian. There are at the most, which there shouldn't be this many, but there are at the most eight of you on a show.
0: Yeah. I want
1: 50 <laughs> people in the audience. <laughs> I want 50 people in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I care more about those 50 people than I do about you. And I watch mm-hmm. them just fucking cross their arms and be disappointed. And then there's one dude in a trench coat that's like, this is for me. And that guy keeps coming back. And then he starts doing really? comedy two weeks later. And I'm like, fuck. What was this for? Why did we even do this? We, we're we not supposed. People in Omaha can't be fans of comedy mm-hmm. because we're not servicing the people. They're mm-hmm. they're servicing themselves. It's their mm-hmm. favorite thing to do.
0: You know? My snaps. Oh my gosh. That was very Yeah. Yes. I yeah. I don't really have anything to add on to that except yes. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I, but I am so
1: thankful. I am thankful for people like you. I am thankful for people like Lauren and Megan. I'm thankful for mm-hmm. people like Walsh and Zach. Like mm-hmm. people that I think are upholding a higher standard. People that are trying. People that yeah. are adapting and changing. You know what I mean? I, and and um, I think that's important. You know,
0: I will I will tip my hat to Megan, and I I want to have Megan back on sometime because. I mean, I feel like Megan has just uh, mothered me in a way where it's like we need to raise our standards. I I feel like I didn't have anyone like to just be so blatant with me of like you're better than this situation, you're better than this group, or like just like what you know you're associating yourself with, like someone to just be like, I I I. So I can't take all the credit for the the betterment of like standards. I I feel like I. It's not I do your response.
1: It's not your responsibility. I mean, like, again, not to make it a men and women thing. It's not your responsibility as a young woman in the scene to raise the standards. You should just be allowed to come in here and try and fail and try again just as much as every fucking dude has for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. But that space hasn't always existed. And there have been times in the scene where it has existed more. There are times when it has existed less. Um, but you know, it's not your job to carry it. It's just your job to be able to try it. But I've watched a lot of people try to start in the scene and they quit cause it's just not for them. And when you mm-hmm. look at the lineups of some of the shows, or when you look at the content or you look at what people are doing. Yeah. It, it's like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't going to be for me. And yeah. audiences feel that same way. I see audiences come into these smaller shows all the time and they go, oh, I thought this would be different. Yeah. And yeah. they're disappointed. And they're disappointed. Mm-hmm. And that's and that sucks, you know, because it's hard to build a, a good audience um, for the, the city in that way. And, and then other people don't want to really come from out of town because they're like, well, Omaha audiences only like yes. Well, you're talking about 20 people who came because they saw a dude go, I just think I should be able to talk about Barbie. You know, like, those are the only people that showed up. But if they go to a sick-ass show a Tiny House, they're like, oh, all different types of voices and all different types of comedy can survive here. And the standards are higher. And the audience is smart. And the audience Mm -hmm. are comedy fans. And they want to laugh. But that Tiny House audience, which is sick, and I love, my favorite place to perform in the city, Mm -hmm. they're not coming to some of these other venues and watching these shows. Cause those shows are not curated with the same.
0: Yep. Standards. Correct. There's yep. yeah. I agree. And yeah, it sucks. It, that, I think that's, what's all, always like heartbreaking when you see someone who I don't, I don't want to say like not ready, but just isn't curating a comedy show with comedy in mind. It's more so with mm-hmm. like, i don't know what it honestly what else it could be but just like you're like wow so that whatever whoever comes to that show which okay so i do want to bring up um this is kind of something that i saw online and it's kind of off topic but not really um have you heard of people using gig salad
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and I, I've I've no idea what this is, but it was just like something that I saw that comics were getting into using, where right. people can go online and can book you for these private events. Yeah, and that is that is unchecked. That is like so scary. I.
1: It's pretty I'm unchecked.
0: Like, it's pretty like,
1: unchecked. Yeah, it's pretty. I, un- I, it's also kind of a pay-to-play system too, which is which is sure. Tough. Like, the way the Gig Salad or some of these other places work is, like, you can pay, as a as a performer, you can pay a subscription um, mm-hmm. to be, like, at the top of the list, you can pay to bump yourself up, but you can do the different things, and truthfully, a lot of those... Um, a lot of those, a lot of people that go to those places and they're trying to book comedians and stuff, it's like holiday parties or a work party sure. or a birthday. You know, they don't really know what they want. They are like, they remember stand up comedy from the TV show Seinfeld. Like they don't really even know what they want or what they're going to get. Um, yeah. But the thing that you, I think you, you might, and correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe you're just talking about like, sometimes people are jumping onto these services a little too soon in their career. Yes. And they say things like, I can do 30 minutes. I can do 60 minutes. And then somebody pays them two, three, four, five, fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand 1500, 2000, $3,000 to do a gig. And -hmm. then they suck so hard. And then they're like, Oh, we're never doing comedy again.
0: That is like, I mean, I this is like a new, I I haven't heard of it until this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that to me is like such a threat to like, but then again, I also am like, you know what? Shame on the consumer. Like, I I feel like this, that's not the way to book comedy. But I I don't know.
1: I mean, it's hard because people don't, people don't know. And part of the reason why they don't know is because we have very few spaces for comedians to perform. Yeah. Uh we also because we're in a small market by the time people have that kind of time cuz we could sit here and we could list out the comics in our scene that have 30 minutes. Legitimately, legitimately 30 yes. not oh I did 30 minutes, not <laughs> this is no, 30 minutes Has of it material that they've got more than an hour they paired it down to 30 it's a tight 30 it can be clean it could be dirty It could be whatever it can mention different like legitimately 30 minutes i'm not talking about 60 i'm talking about 30. there are a handful a handful mm-hmm. of people that legitimately have the time and people in the city don't know where to where to find them they don't know how to find them and we're a small market because once people have that much time people usually leave they usually leave and good for them good for them you know what i mean if if you or lauren or anybody that if y'all left omaha in the next few years for greener pastures to go and you know it's like it it's like repotting plants you you got you outgrow your pot and you got to move up to a bigger pot and you you know you know and that's how you that's how you grow that's how you yeah. go, otherwise you're going to get root bound, right? It's about plants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, like you were sitting on that one. You're like, I got these plants behind me. This is going to make for just a sick. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: it's, that was good. Yeah,
1: but, but, I don't know. you know, but, but, but so I, so I think that that's the other problem too is like, You know, at a certain point, you get to a certain level and you either you're going to quit or you're going to leave. And that makes it hard for the average person who's just trying to hire comics to find people. Um, Because where do they go? They go to the Funny Bone. They go to the back line, maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. And literally outside of that, they don't have an avenue. They're going to Google it and they'll go to Gig Salad. And whoever's on there, whoever decided they were going to pay for the subscription, that's who they're going to get. And there are some people on there that are very good. There's yeah. some people on there that are very good, but, but, you know, but also anybody could be on there. It could be anybody. True. And so, yeah. and, and they're, and people are too confident, but they also, you know, I don't know.
0: I don't it's, know. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> that was something that I've been wanting to discuss. Cause I've only been seeing people talk about it online and I was like, didn't know how, like much this was being used like i i don't yeah. know but
1: i will um, say again because our scene is so small i will say i could you could probably name all the people that are on it and actually <laughs> making money from it
0: yeah and, yeah and the ones
1: that are actually doing it and doing it well you know they're good comics and they've been doing it a long time and they could and they're not even all in our market some people are at the top of mm-hmm. our market but they're from different cities you know they're yeah. like nathan holtz do you know nathan, nathan holtz is a, yeah He's a good comic. He's from up north. He's like one of the top comics on Gig Salad for the city of Omaha. But he's not from here. He's He's just in our market. Our market is small, you know, our our market is small. So so that's, you know, that's that's a a hard part of it, too. I think the biggest issue, though, and the issue that we will continue to run into with comics in Omaha is. People. People once they get to a certain level they have to leave and so our scene will only ever be able to support comics of a certain skill level and so that because of that it will never be i think it'll be very hard for our scene to ever be as good as any of these other major scenes and and i think we'll have a lot of people from here one day we'll have Mm -hmm. a lot of people that are like oh i started there or i'm from there but it, yep. it's gonna—we're gonna be really hard-pressed to be like, "Oh, my favorite comic lives in like you know something in the world," isn't gonna be like, "My favorite comedian lives in Omaha," you know, like that's not. Yeah. Gonna... Oh, I have to get have to, to Omaha to see a comedy show. You know, like I'm not gonna. Let's get our plane tickets.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: you gotta get a connecting uh... flight.
0: <laughs> to our airport with three terminals or however many
1: <laughs> we've got two right now but it's under renovation so <laughs> I think they're actually downsizing it they're just going to make it <laughs> one try to save room I remember
0: like my first time in that airport I no one told me either really because um, I was leaving for a flight to Pittsburgh and I had never flown out of this airport so I do mm. the thing where you show up like four hours early way too <laughs> early And then I go in and I'm like, I'm going to go to scooters, I guess. Like, I don't don't know what to do. You're going
1: to go to Cracky McGee's? Did you go to Cracky's?
0: It's like, I'm going to spend $50 on nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, my spirit flight or whatever I was on.
1: I don't even think (laughs) spirit flies out of Omaha. That sounds...
0: That's funny. I I genuinely uh have no idea. I I don't know. Maybe maybe I had enough money for Delta back then, but
1: yeah, there you go.
0: One can only wish. I don't know what the good non-controversial airlines are anymore.
1: I don't either because just... everybody complains about all of them. <laughs>
0: like... Oh,
1: you're flying American. Oh my God, United, Delta. Y- yeah,
0: there's always something wrong.
1: <laughs> Southwest. Like, I don't know, man. I just maybe I Whatever's was cheapest, That's it. All right, frontier is uh, trash. I know frontier. You know trash.
0: frontier. Frontier is trash. Um, but a little animal
1: on the side of all their planes. It's a
0: bear. It's a yeah. bear. Well, oh, maybe there's other animals, but I thought it was specifically the bear.
1: Sometimes it's a bear. It's other animal. All I know is that I know that those flights are trash because I'll get emails for them, and they're like. You can take a, a $45 flight to, you know, Denver or Seattle or whatever. You have to pay for windows. You have to pay for wings. <laughs> On the plane is an upcharge for seat seatbelts. Um, you have to pilot it. <laughs> and you have to get your hours. You can get in the plane, too. Like, so I know Frontier sucks because they got all the upcharges. But if I'm paying a flat fee, whatever. Like, they're all the same. Unless I'm on a private jet, they're all the damn same.
0: Well, maybe if one of these Omaha comedians can pull up, we'll get on a private jet. (laughs) Cameron, you're in the running. We need you to just (laughs) just lock in.
1: Yeah, if you you need it so bad, stop trying to get me on a gotcha with a Taylor Swift question. (laughs) Because I'll never do it. I will never get out of here.
0: I will say whatever a comic that like, have you heard of blah, 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 blah. And then I look at their following. I go, well, Cameron has like over a million on TikTok. Like I literally, you are the basis. And then I'm like, okay, but like Cameron's got like 600,000 on Instagram. Like I I don't, this is nothing. (laughs)
1: That's so funny. That's so funny because like we're all, we're all friends in the scene. So we're all like closer (laughs) and more accessible to each other. So you'll meet like a, for real, like a big time comedian. Tonight show, Netflix, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Cameron has that, and this dude's right the fuck here. Like, I went before him at the open mic. Like, what are you talking about?
0: Oh, my gosh. My screen froze! Oh, no. It's too Alright, as long as you can still... Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I yeah, can't I... see anything. I can hear you. Alright, that that's fine. I'll talk to the void for a little bit. Am I, I don't frozen? Care. Is
1: my screen frozen?
0: Every Everything's frozen on my end. Don't worry. Okay. Your face looks very bad the way that it is frozen. (laughs) I yours
1: yours looks good. You look like you're laughing. I'm a screenshot. I'll screenshot.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I am. God, this cough. This is this cough is scaring away the hose. I'm. This is not.
1: (laughs) I was sick for like a week, and I'm feel like i i haven't been that sick in years even when i got covid oh my gosh i got got covid in 21 and 22 and i had to quarantine but i only like felt bad for like a couple days but i was just sick for like seven days no covid nothing and i was like what is wrong with me why am i what is this i hate this
0: now my screen's white all right oh there you go you're back yeah I'm gonna say whatever happened, it was because Grace did it. Grace, I love you. I'll give you. Grace, great. She is great. I don't know who I would be without her. Um, <laughs> nothing. I I swear to God, I thought I was dying last week because I took the I took the COVID test, did not have COVID. Mm-hmm. I was just sick, like, and I mean, I had this cough and like I just felt I couldn't eat. You have? Um, were you
1: achy? Do you have like the sweats and chills?
0: I hate the aches. the, the
1: eggs shit. Are... I had that's that shit. That's I had that exact same thing. We probably got it from chops, is what happened. You know, in matter of fact, it's... it was the fried it's... chicken. It's the fact that we went to a buffet. I told yep. myself in 2020, the year of our Lord, I said, I will never eat at a buffet again. And then here I'm... I was riblets. <laughs>
0: feathered bones i don't know what they i remember like i put my fingers in bowling balls the most unhinged so um for those who are included we we went to for new year's eve we did uh this was all set up lauren's very proud this was set up by lauren vanna i'm really proud of her she planned it herself um she didn't plan the event she simply just said we're going to this it's <laughs> she picked out the menu. I would actually tackle her. I literally that menu was insane. I was like, why didn't they just do like pizza? Like, like why is it like the most complicated? Is this New Year's Eve food? Like all of a sudden I'm like, is this the genre of New Year's Eve it's food? Literally,
1: like you ran into a family <laughs> fair and you were yes, like, you give see. me
0: everything from the deli. Yeah. <laughs> and like the containers that it was in, I was like, oh, someone made this at home. Like, someone made this at home and brought it in. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was like, and I also had not eaten that day. And so I went into that situation. And then I was like, well, great. I, I'm not, I can't really eat here either. And so I pecked at my beans. And then I think I ate five jello shots. And I was like, yeah,
1: just beans and jello shots. Shots. Getting ready for 2024.
0: And then, so I, I know, I know. What a freaking insane. So, <laughs> I uh, we got very loose. We went to Tiny House after that bowling excursion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was, I had really only been consuming alcohol, little to no food in my stomach. And all I remember is going up to the bartender being like, I need food now. And I don't care what it is.
1: <laughs> like, I, you need like olives, cucumbers?
0: Like, she had, they had chips in a bowl, but I, I tried to just be like, I didn't eat today. I've been drinking a lot. It's going to get really bad if I don't have something right oh, now. No. And then I think we left like 20 minutes later. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I I need to go home.
1: That's so funny.
0: But yeah, I yeah, I'll never. It,
1: that's definitely where we got sick.
0: Yes, something like that. I started but, getting uh, sick on the
1: second. And so then it just and then yeah. it just I just got over it just now.
0: It, I I had a very very rocky start to my new year. A flat tire. Oh I mean, no. I, Yes, the night of bowling, I had a completely flat tire. I had to call my boss to come change my tire so that I could come to Omaha to bowl. Why'd you call your boss? (laughs) What else you can change a tire in Lincoln?
1: Everyone. Everyone else can change a tire.
0: Well, whenever my car goes out of whack, I just have this habit of just calling my boss for backseat, which I haven't worked for them in almost months. You only I got a friend. <laughs> oh my gosh. When they um, stopped
1: they they saw that phone ring and they're like, I thought you quit. What is this?
0: And it's the way I like I like slipped them 20 for doing it too. I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming out.
1: Here's money from my new job <laughs> to pay you <laughs> to do not your job. <laughs>
0: And what's funny is I had texted cuz this is a backswing. So I texted okay. him earlier in the day like, I think I'm going to come in for a beer, say hey to everyone. And then I he was like, yeah, come in whenever. And then I did it and then I just called him being like, "Hey, I need my uh, my tires flat. I am yeah, going
1: to come go- in and support your business." Psych. Need your help though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The way I'm like, I I don't work there really now. And I'm like, but can I still do comedy? And they're like, fine. No, that's
1: good. This to let you run the show?
0: Which (laughs) I think I was going to do a New Year's show, but no one wanted to work on New Year's. Everyone was so busy. I had a
1: bowling alley to get to.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I think I asked everyone who's at this bowling alley to be on my show for New Year's. And everyone said said, No. No. And then I, I mean looking back I was like yeah this is this is a lot more fun than We um, made the right call. We did make the right call. Yeah. Yes. And I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> Yeah. It's like Eddie. Oh my gosh. I need to go. I've been taking um the cough medicine. I'm it's not cough medicine but it's Cephal, Cepicol. C Ceph- okay. it's a
1: Thank you. I'm yeah. not going to. I don't know. I'm <laughs> a, I thought maybe you know. <laughs> sure. Is it it's, the throat it's... spray?
0: No, that's uh, chloroseptic.
1: Oh, that's chloroseptic. Okay.
0: Chloroseptic, which people need to get on. I didn't realize how much people did not know about chloroseptic.
1: I had it when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I would be like. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it it helps with the it hurts. It takes the pain away.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
0: And now everyone's like, just get a cough drop. No.
1: Yeah. It's a weird lesson. Like, just numb the pain. Don't, it doesn't fix anything. Nothing is fixed. You're literally just never will be.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But this cough better go away because I I can't, like, I can't even get a good laugh out without throwing a lung. Like, and I feel bad. I feel, I feel (laughs) like Grace has made, like, Thirty notes already jocelyn's hacking that's edit it funny out. or maybe not keep the hacking in let them know
1: i don't know how we ended up here. i did want to are you a swifty are you a swifty
0: i do like some songs but i am not like i'm not i'm not going to bat for her on tiktok in the comments mm, okay not at all
1: okay was curious
0: yeah I, I, I have gone to a Taylor Swift concert though.
1: Okay, in in person.
0: 1989 in Pittsburgh, where she's from. So, okay. I do. I that was. Is, is you she know, from Na- Is she not from Nashville? That's a sham. She's from Pittsburgh. Let me double check know. this, but I I know she's from Pittsburgh.
1: Would it like her parents took her to Nashville because she was
0: so? Legend has it that. She made her first album or whatever song, and legend has it it's all a scam. How she blew up is a scam, but that could just be misogynistic people hating on her. Could be. I want you to know I was trying to look up Pittsburgh like Taylor Swift, and I just typed in Pittsburgh Steelers. That's it.
1: Wrong team.
0: Wrong team. Pittsburgh Taylor Swift. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm.
1: It's pulling okay. Up yeah, I don't know That's why it. I don't know why did I think she was from Nashville? Or did she she just went there to do country music? I, would I guess think... maybe.
0: There's got to be weight to it. God, maybe our next episode will get a real fan on here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that would I'm just
0: kidding. I don't I don't know if I could go You should try that to book her. real
1: Swiftie. You should try to book it.
0: <laughs> Oh, so she was born in West Reading, Pennsylvania, and then moved to Hendersonville, Tennessee, so she could mm. pursue her country career, country music okay. career in Nashville. Okay. So, yes, yes.
1: Where would you, if you were, how old was she when she did that? Probably like 12 or something?
0: When she was 13. 13. Let's just say moved to Nashville.
1: When you were 13, what career did you want and where do you think you would have had to move to in <clears throat> order to uh like set yourself on the path?
0: I my whole life I was yeah. told that I would was going to be a surgeon and okay. I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon. And I'm telling you, even like when I got into like middle school and high school, that was like the track I got put on was like medical. She this girl's gonna be an orthopedic surgeon. And so I was told. You're gonna be an orthopedic surgeon or sports medicine, and mm-hmm. then come back to Pittsburgh and pick of the litter as far as teams goes. Just any yeah. one of them. There you go. And so that's where that's what I thought. But now so where I am. Would you, a...
1: Where would you have ended up? Where would you have ended up at thirteen for like pre med oh. training to become like the young savant? You know what I mean? Like, what's your Taylor Swift origin story? You're thirteen. You're gonna be a surgeon. Where are you going? Where do you, I mean, where's the Mayo Clinic? Minnesota? Would you have to go to the Mayo Clinic? Uh, (laughs) I don't know.
0: I don't know if I'd have to go to the Mayo Clinic. Where's Uh, the orthopedic surgery
1: capital of the world?
0: That's a good question. Uh, I will tell you what ended up happening was I, our family got moved to New Mexico and I joined Mm. HOSA, which is Health Occupation Students of America. And I competed um,
1: in health occupation.
0: Yes. Yeah, so it was like, I remember like one of the competitions was like, they would set it up like you're walking in on like a, a dead body and you have to assess the situation, but you have to do it like according to like medical standards and me and my best friend, we like competed and uh, yeah, it was a whole thing. I, yeah, I was, I was, that I was my that, path.
1: I didn't know that's real. That would, that, that'd make a good movie.
0: Oh, it was so intense. Oh my gosh. I've always wanted to talk about this, but yeah, it was this competition and my mom came and I like, she yelled at me the whole time and I forgot all my equipment. It was a whole mess. It was bad. No,
1: Like your stethoscope.
0: Yes. And so there was an ER. And so I ran into the ER and I was like, I'm, I'm in this competition and I need this equipment help me. And they did. And then, um, I think me and my friend, we almost had to take the bus back to the hotel because my mom was like, I'm not driving you.
1: Wow. She was really, she I'm really held tellin- you to that standard. She's out there like, I don't know, like, what's the dance mom equivalent of surgery? <laughs> trying to get she you was. with the scalpel, you know?
0: <laughs> she was. I mean, I think she, maybe she was seeing in the future there there could be a potential check she could collect later mm-hmm. on in life. Um, and I, I mean, haven't when <laughs> I
1: look, if you're like, these are the competitions you're entering. It's going to be surgery competitions. Figure this shit out. <laughs> That's going to go a lot further than being like, hey, play football. You know what I mean? People be putting their third graders in football helmets, like, yeah, you're gonna be able to support me one day. These kids can't hold their heads up; they're bobbling around with CTE and shit. They can't make it. You know what I mean? And people are like, "You're the future of our family." Put them in surgery club or whatever.
0: Surgery club. That's, I don't know. No, it kind of was. It was surgery club. That's fair enough. Um, That's cool. But yeah. And then I All moved right. to Nebraska and, uh, my dad was like, I thought you hated biology. And I was like, you're pretty right about that. And I stopped.
1: Oh no. All right. So that's what you, probably. <laughs> but what did you want to be? What did you want to be? Nothing. You didn't want to be genuine.
0: No, this is, Ooh. I honestly, what I'm doing right now, I don't even, I'm, this is, this is good. This is fine. <laughs> I, there, I don't really I never wanted to be anything <laughs> like <laughs> I just was like I don't know if I can just I giggle all day I, that's that's a good that's a good job I don't care where it is
1: that's what I mean that's comedy and podcasts. that's what it is
0: I, and and that's I mean at the time when I was like I don't know what I want to do with my life I was working at an old navy and I was like I guess I'm just gonna spend the rest of my life at this old navy and I was you okay be, with you that. Could,
1: you could be giggling at an old Navy, though.
0: Oh, and I was cutting a rug. I, I don't know <laughs> if I used that right, but I was. <laughs> like, I still. I still go back and visit my old Navy people. And I. Those
1: little mannequins with the little mannequin dog.
0: <laughs> and I used to dress them. Those things are heavy they're heavy oh my god, that's gosh. so funny i yeah I've i i remember i thought old navy was my life i thought that was gonna be it so but you was, know
1: would you you were working there in high school
0: yes and i was a manager at like 18 <laughs> like
1: yeah oh yeah <laughs> they send somebody over can you get your manager jocelyn walks over just giggling
0: (laughs) unserious as hell no i was the fun manager like everyone i was constantly getting pulled in meetings because it was like you're not being it was unserious because my job and i'm so sorry this has become the old navy podcast but my job was i came in at 5 a.m and i'd go in the back and i was supposed to lead our shipment team through like thousands of units we'd get thousands of units and And so it was my job to, like, make sure everyone unpacked. Does
1: that mean box?
0: Yes. But, like, I mean, pallets, high, Right, 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 right.
1: right. They're wrapped in saran wrap, and you got to cut them open and, yeah.
0: Yes. But it would be the most. And so I did that, and then finally they promoted me to manager because they're like, you like doing this. And I was like, (laughs) we –
1: Look, we cannot get a grown adult with a family to do this job. We cannot.
0: And like, I was so, I had such a good attitude for 5 a.m. And so that was like, I was like, 5 a.m. sucks to be here. We're at least going to have fun. And that was my, that was my attitude. And then um, I got transferred to another store.
1: Cracking jokes (laughs) over the walkie talkie. This is why you're a comic. Uh, That's why you knew the whole time you had the little headset or whatever, you know. Yeah, you having, were
0: I, and uh sorry, I'll 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 wrap it up on this one thing. But my I had this boss, Laura, and Laura is like in her forties. She hated me, she made me cry on my first day. So I was like, I am gonna make this woman laugh and love me. Like I don't care what it takes. And even to this day, I actually I I took Lauren to beat Laura at old baby. I still make Laura giggle to this day.
1: You know what makes me sad about that? Because here's something I like the older older I get. No, 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 no. Completely innocuous. Not not related to that. What makes me sad about it is that you said that Laura was in her 40s. I know damn well you were 18. Laura was probably 27. Okay. When you worked with Laura, she was Laura's in her 40s now. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. She might be pushing 35. But I know, I know you do that. You ever ever do that thing where you're an adult and you're like, wait a minute. My first grade teacher was only 21. What the fuck? (laughs) I thought that was Professor McGonagall. What is happening?
0: I know she was 40. I checked her age because there was a moment in time. Where I was like, if my dad wasn't in a happy marriage, I would have I would have set him up with oh, Laura. You
1: liked Laura. You liked Laura. Okay. Okay. So you did the you did the <laughs> Well, you're at that time your dad was probably 32.
0: Isn't your dad young? This <laughs> happened I mean, well, not even four <laughs> years ago. Three years ago. My dad's, I think, 43, 42. Oh,
1: okay, okay, okay. I thought for some reason I thought your dad was really young. I mean, he's young. He, he's I, not he's not, not young. He's not not young. How would are How do you? Well, yeah, twenty
0: two. So he's. So he's. How he was twenty? Twenty. Yeah. Okay.
1: So he's he's still pretty young for dad. Yeah. He's young.
0: Yeah. I mean, some people's dads are seventy.
1: That's wild. <laughs> is that Grace? Is that a is that
0: an insight? <laughs> no, Grace, how old is your dad? I'm waiting for it to pop back in. I don't have one.
1: What? I don't have one. Oh, you don't have a dad.
0: <laughs> Sorry. It's okay.
1: <laughs> you and me both, brother. Yeah. You're all right.
0: Yeah. Um That's great. They're yeah. That's the so
1: Wayna. Go, Jocelyn just make, making everybody on a 5 a.m. shift giggle. <laughs> hey, who here's got a dad? Yeah, no. Way to be. I'm glad you brought her back for that. <laughs> hey, Grace, come back in here. We work together every week. I just want to rub something in your face real quick.
0: Sorry, oh, Grace. that was really funny and um i think on that note cameron it was really nice having you on (laughs) (laughs) um if there's anything you would like to promote and plug this is your time
1: (laughs) yeah um I'm I'll be at the, uh, When does this? When does this come out? Because I'll be at that tiny house show with you uh, next week. Friday comes out this Friday. Friday. Yes, yeah. Friday. So uh, Wednesday at Tiny House we'll be with uh, Amy, Mil- Amy You're on Miller. That show, right? You're on that show, right? Yes,
0: I am on that show. Everyone should come beforehand as well because there will be a gong oh, open the, mic.
1: The gong mic. Also, the
0: Amy that. Miller is uh headlining and uh rumor has it she might be remotely visiting us on just jocelyn around so there you go stay tuned
1: love to hear it yeah yes. so i'll see everybody at tiny house on january 17th Seventeen. yep yeah
0: get your tickets now
1: and there's music afterwards too live music also
0: after. On that Friday, got a lot's going on at Tiny House next week. That show. And then on Friday, I'm hosting Dolly Parton's birthday bingo. So That's just cool. stay at Tiny House for the week.
1: Just don't leave.
0: Just don't leave. Just sleep on the yep. couch. Uh, me and Megan will tuck you in and give you forehead kisses.
1: Next to that little fireplace in the back.
0: Yes. <laughs> all of that stuff will be tagged we will of course tag Cameron thank you for coming on and um, tolerating
1: thanks for having me back this was fun I'm
0: yes I, and I think we
1: did it without offending the you know who group
0: I guess we'll find out I'm gonna make That's sure so damn true we will find out I'm. They're uh, gonna we really know. don't know yeah gonna they're gonna let, let us know, know so if you wake up and your platform is gone, all your followers gone, your name has been defaced publicly.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll just is... be another, <laughs> can... I'll just be another unknown Pacific Islander comedian who started and ended his career in a single day.
0: Um, you, You're always welcome back for your, when you go on a, your apology tour, you can come Oh, right thank here, you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Clear your name
0: <laughs> publicly if you'd like. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Thank you, Cameron. Right. Cool.
0: Thanks. Ahudat Media Production.